0: Hello and welcome once again to the Parent Playing Video Games podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Blast Corps on the Nintendo sixty four. Um, this one was a uh, a tricky one for sure. I um had a little bit of a challenge um trying to actually play it uh, this time around. Uh, actually originally uh, my plan was to emulate it. I have my level uh, you know, Anbernic, um handheld emulation thinger uh but it yeah it doesn't really do um n64 games super well some it does some it doesn't um same with playstation one it can do some like symphony Night works really well some 3d stuff mm, a little bit tricky 3d stuff is hard for it um i mean it's a couple years old maybe but um yeah so i had a little bit of trial trouble trying to emulate it and then i'm like well you know i can play it on my laptop hey my laptop has lots of power nope same issues um so i actually ended up uh pulling out my n64 pulling the bin from underneath my bed of all my games all my carts and i plugged it into so this is interesting my tv doesn't actually have the composite connectors that red yellow white that the n64 uses so i actually have from my streaming days of sorts uh, to hook up my Super Nintendo, which use the exact same connectors. I have a tiny little USB capture card thing. Um, it is the it is interesting to set up, to say the least. Um, you have to get the drivers from a Japanese website, so I always have to look up the instructions for it because someone has kind of um, almost done a translation. So, uh, yeah, I get the drivers. I use a little application it's called Amarec TV. Plug it all in. Uh, plug the controller in, put the card in, everything's on my desk here, it's actually kind of a mess, and, yeah, works flawlessly, actually. Um, the input delay is, I'm not, not perceptible, at least in, uh, my opinion, so, um, yeah, I, as I said, wasn't able to play it downstairs kind of thing, in front of the TV or anything like that, um, but I still got the job done, um, So, yeah, so obviously I've been playing Blast Corps. Um, Also things that I've been playing. um, I've been continuing a little bit to do the Super Metroid map randos. Did a couple more. I'm really enjoying that because um, on the other randomizers, I always felt like I never finished them. I started them and then I kind of just didn't go much further with them i wasn't really able to beat them kind of thing so uh the map rando's handy because i'm actually pretty good at beating those ones pretty happy about that um so uh as i said i mean blast corpse is in there i also started playing crosscode again and i don't know if i mentioned it before crosscode is a really really good action rpg and what i actually did was i kind of flipped a coin of sorts um, and I said, you know, in a, well, I technically I rolled a dice. So uh, I said anything on one side was going to be cross-code, and if anything on the other side, the other half of them, was going to be Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, I was interested in playing both. Again, I'm, st- I'm, I've beaten both before. I'm on my sort of second run through them, and I decided to say, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to, I want to pick one of them up. And I'll let fate decide kind of thing. Um, So the winner was CrossCode. So I beat the game. I started playing the DLC. Having a lot of fun with it. It's a really, really, really good game. Um, And then I kind of just stopped. Um, With all the news that's come out recently. And I mean news about um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. uh, That part three of the remake stuff. Um... The, uh, was it Square Enix on their Final Fantasy VII account? They were actually tweeting once a day. And it was a snippet of information. And Everyone, a couple of us at work, several people, I mean, thousands, I'm sure, hundreds of thousands, were super excited about this. And, uh, they were teasing it, teasing it, teasing it, teasing it. And I think on the second or third one, um, the kind of, you know, I guess theory of sorts came out that the final one was going to be on the first day of summer games fest so um that was true and me and one of the guys at work our theory was going to be like you know the tweet will have no real information other than stay tuned or watch summer games fest or here's the trailer or something like that um and it it was the case it's like there'll be more information revealed soon and then you know that tweet was at 7 a.m my time and i think Summer Games Fest started at like 2-ish or one something like that, and yeah, that was the kind of um, the finale of Summer Games Fest. Was a uh, revealed a bigger reveal trailer, showed some more gameplay, some more uh, areas, a little bit more of the story, and then gave us that uh, early twenty twenty four release. So, uh, very excited about that, and that kind of pushed me, you know, so to speak, over the edge to be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start playing Remake again. Uh, so I started playing that again, and, um, to be honest with you, I think I played it for two hours, and, uh, again, trying to just, like, get back into it, figure out the controls, you know, all that stuff, and then, um, there was an announcement about Final Fantasy sixteen And then they announced a demo was going to drop. And that happened on Monday, Tuesday, yesterday, yesterday, yeah, Uh, Tuesday. And no, today's Tuesday, but whatever day it was, the 12th, Um, got that and started playing that and man, that is good. I'm very excited for that. I was almost certain I was going to pick it up on day one. I'm not going to pre-order it because I don't want to pre-order games, I'll just buy it when it comes out. Um, but yeah, when I played that, I was a little bit concerned about the uh, the combat itself, and that the um, the big thing is that when I played Final Fantasy Fifteen, the combat in that I was not super keen on. Um, I I really had a hard time with that. I just even twenty plus hours into the game on the easiest difficulty, I still was having a hard time with just regular fights. So, when the Final Fantasy VII remake came out, I was concerned, uh, but the combat on that did a really good job. I, I'd i say 90% of the time I was pretty good with it, not always. Um, and then same thing with this, Final Fantasy XVI, we know it's an action game, um, more of the classic Final Fantasy four, six kind of like, you know, active turn battle, and so I was... Uh, not necessarily hesitant, I was still very confident I was gonna buy the game, but I was, you know, still concerned about the combat. So, yeah, played the demo, uh, started up last night. Man, they are good fights. Um, the regular fights are one thing, but I got through a couple of the I don't know if they're bosses or mini bosses or just bigger enemies but um they were really cool fights very in-depth engaging um not overly challenging but also challenging if that makes sense you know a good challenge i guess um but yeah had a lot of fun with that um and hoping to play more of that tonight or not but i'm not sure the game does come out in 10 days on the 23rd and this is on the 13th that i'm recording this so um as i said i'm very 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 excited for that i haven't well, let let's think, because I think Fifteen came out, well, I don't know, seven or eight years ago maybe. Um, I wasn't super excited for that. I didn't really, I don't know. It looked neat, but I don't remember being really excited for it. Uh, of course, Seven Remake, I got very excited when uh, we saw that coming out, and um, yeah, I haven't really been this excited for a mainline Final Fantasy, and I want to say, uh, I mean, I was excited for Thirteen, but we all know how that went, so. I, um, yeah, it's been a very, very long time, so I'm really excited. It looks like it's going to turn out real good. So, now let's get to the meat of our episode. We're going to be talking about Blast Corpse. Um, I didn't mention it in the intro, but uh, if this is your first time, uh, kind of what we do on the podcast here is we're going to go over the game of question, or in this case, it's Blast Corpse. So we're going to go over the gameplay, you know, talk about the story. Uh, levels, vehicles in this game. We're going to touch on the music, Um, one of my favorite uh, parts of most video games. Uh, We're also going to talk about the time commitment. Now, as a parent, this is quite important. You don't want to be sinking 300 hours into a game, or maybe you do, but you want to be aware of it kind of thing. We're also going to touch on a kiddable category of sorts. Uh, This is something I've come up with kind of making it up as I go, we'll see how it goes this episode, and then of course we're going to have our little conclusion, we're going to you know, rate the game, see see where it lives in my mind. Uh, so as I had mentioned, the first thing we'll be touching is the gameplay. Um, so we'll, we'll start with the story, and it's a doozy, so the simplest way to put it is there's a runaway nuclear missile, two of them in fact, on a kind of like a, a big old flatbed truck um, that uh, started leaking radiation and by default it said oh okay cool I'm gonna go to the demolition site and very much um what is it uh, the phrase as the crows flies kind of thing like it's just gonna head in that direction um it doesn't care that there's like cities and buildings and farms in the way it's just gonna head that direction your job is to clear a path I mean, it is. Literally, that's all the story is. Um, But, I mean, we'll get a little bit more into the depth of it. So, you are the newest member of the Blast Corps, and you've been tasked with this assignment. Which, to be honest with you, for a pretty much a demolition company, to say, hey, rookie, why don't you go ahead and, you know, make sure these nukes don't blow up anywhere. (laughs) Kind of a um, rough first day on the job, let's put it that way. Um, it, uh, it may sound ridiculous, and that's okay, because it is. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but I've always wondered, you know, like, oh, it's gonna just head in this direction. Why don't they, like, you know, let out the tires, or why doesn't it run out of gas? I mean, unless it's only going, like, five kilometers, and this is just a really, really super dense, um, you know, area that it's in, but... Yeah, I've never really kind of understood why <laughs> there's there's so many things that could be done before you get to let's demolish this whole city. Or, in, I mean, the level select area is a planet. Somehow it goes over water as well. Again, it doesn't need to make sense. It's fun. It's all good. Um, I also kind of think it's a, uh, like, you know, the movie Speed? Speed? You know, can't go below, what is it, 50 miles an hour or something, or the bus blows up. So they just go and go and go. Um, it's like speed plus a nuke. <laughs> and they said, you know what? You know what? We've, we've thought about it for about nine seconds. It said, we just got to demolish everything in this path. That's all it is. We got to get it done. Um, It's great. I love it. <laughs> it's, it is a lot of fun. It's a challenging game, but it is a lot of fun. And what better way to demolish everything in your path than have a handful of different unique vehicles that are, um, I suppose, demolition vehicles? In all honesty, the first one, and we're going to go through them, but the first one is, I would say, the only one that is um, a vehicle designed to demolish in the conventional sense. It's called a ramdozer. It's a bulldozer that you ram into things. I mean, yeah, of course it's going to take out buildings. And, you know, I was just thinking about it. The scale of the Ramdozer, it is massive. Like, I don't know, in in Alberta here, up north, we have the oil sands. And they have these, if you ever look it up, the dump trucks that they use are insane. Like, the wheels are, I want to say, I don't know, 20 plus feet in diameter, at least, is what it seems like whenever I see pictures. Like, these things are multiple times the size of a house. Um, Like, this dump truck is kind of like one of those. I mean, I mean let's be honest, that would be really cool to drive and just demolish buildings. Not in real life, I swear. Just in the game. So, that one's cool. You also... <laughs> this one... I mean, all of them can do this, but this one is much easier. It can push giant TNT boxes. Now, when you tap them, they start click, 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 and boom. It counts down a timer. So, um, again, these things are huge. They're as big as a house. And you're pushing it around to push into bigger buildings that can't be demolished with the ram dozer kind of thing. Um... <laughs> uh, the next one on the list is Backlash. Uh, this is a dump truck. And it is the most infuriatingly difficult vehicle in this game tenfold like by far the reason being is that the way this works is that you have to drift it and when you hit with the tail end of the dump truck like the actual dump truck bit what is that called the um the it's called the bed the bed of the truck you hit it with that that's what demolishes the buildings I am so incredibly bad with this vehicle is that I these are the levels that I get frustrated and maybe maybe not but probably rage quit (laughs) so um yeah i hate the dump truck um i actually read something recently that the primary developer of the game um he was actually really good with the dump truck and he didn't understand why no one else was good at it on the team like the team of i think it was uh four or five people originally which i mean let's take a moment four or five people to make a full game And I think it went up to 7 or 9 at some point. Maybe when they brought in some people from music and things like that. But that's insane. Nonetheless, uh, the primary developer is like, I'm really good at this. That's probably why it's in the game the way it is. Because he was one of four people and he's like, well, just do it. (laughs) Uh, Next one we have Skyfall. It's like a little dune buggy with a booster. Um, now this one, the primary design of this is not to ram into things, but if you get air off a ramp or some bumps, as long as the vehicle is kind of bumping around, it's does massive damage. Like you can launch this thing into a building from above and always take it out. Uh, so that one's fun because it's fast. It's, you know, zoom kind of thing. And then it go boost. Uh, we have Thunderfist next, which is kind of like a giant Gundam like robot. And it has one arm. Um... I'll explain that in a second there's apparently a natural reason for it so what you do is you roll and this thing is as I said like Gundam like giant you know many many stories high you roll towards buildings and if you time it right with the roll as long as you're not too late on the roll you roll and it rolls into a building it'll do a big uppercut Um, so that one I remember having a hard time uh, before but I actually didn't find it too bad this time around I kind of got the that pattern figured out um but the reason it only has one arm is because when they were developing it they actually ran out of polygons and it's not like oh there's a finite amount it's kind of like more of a well the the n64 could only produce x amount of polygons and work with them at a time and because it's the character model you know that's a little bit more complex than a building or even the truck or the background. The background is fairly, fairly flat, right? A polygon will make all those different, you know, three-dimensional shapes. So they actually didn't have enough um, resources to make the with both arms. And really, really neat way to kind of, um, you know, come up with a solution is just like, well, it just has one arm. That's fine. It <laughs> doesn't need both arms in the gameplay. Um after thunderfist we have cyclone suit kind of similar not as big um and same it's kind of the same um like you know uh, method is that you do a somersault instead of a roll uh and you do a somersault and it kind of is like almost if you think of like a gymnast on the giant square uh, flat mat that's bouncy and they do the boing 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 and they do all those flips if you hit the building right this one will do all the flips going through it um smaller so it can't take out as many big buildings but you you get the right vehicle for the level it's not like you're gonna go into a level and you choose them the the each level has a preset um, sort of selection of vehicles so um, the third sort of robotic suit is J-bomb and this one is kind of a, a, a giant robot with j- big jetpacks so you can fly to a point it's not like you can fly forever and you're not flying that quick But when you're up there, you kind of do a um, a ground pound from Mario 64. So you do a flip and then land down with your feet. Take out any buildings below you. Uh, Very powerful. Honestly, I would say outside of the Ramdozer, probably the easiest one to use. Um, I'm very good at that one. Not good at the Backlash. Good at Ramdozer and J-Bomb. What do we have here? So Ballista. Um, Ballista is a motorcycle with rockets on it. Uh, really cool, cool maneuverability, the rockets, um, do, you do a finite amount of ammo, but you can pick up them, I i mean, I don't recall ever really having a troublesome time with the limited amount of ammo, um, but what's neat is that when you accelerate, you do a bit of a wheelie each time um, when you go, and then it settles down, so if you're kind of looking at a building, and it's a short building, and you accelerate and shoot your missiles, it actually can fly over. It actually changes the angle, um, which I don't remember it being a sort of a, you know, if I want to hit this building, you know, you know, do the wheelie and shoot up high. I I don't remember that. It was more of an annoyance than it was a, uh, a way to, um, you know, purposefully destroy something up high um it was just like a way that you had to you know keep in mind that hey i can't accelerate and shoot otherwise i'll probably shoot over uh lastly on the main vehicles we have side swipe so this is like a a big thing of like a big semi truck like it's articulating right so you turn and it has a trailer that goes behind you the trailer is pretty much two giant pistons on the side and then when you activate it it goes like outside both kind of like you know pushing itself outwards and this one again each level has the right vehicles so the vehicles with sideswipe is that they'll be almost like two vehicles in parallel with each other and you drive sideswipe right down the middle and semi-perfect right down the middle and then when you activate it it actually hits both buildings at the same time if you were to just do one then the other you actually might not demolish them in time uh, before the carrier gets to you or get to that building, so um, I remembered that one being a bit tricky again. Uh, if you're a little bit too far one side or the other, yeah, you you don't do enough damage. Um, but again, like it's it's I like how it moves. It's very smooth. I don't know. It's like a, it's a very satisfying buttery smoothness. Um, but yeah, not not terrible. So um, anyway, so those are the main vehicles to destroy things. Um, there are other vehicles in the game, um, such as a bunch of cars, there's like a muscle car, there's a van, and uh, a few things like that, a couple other ones that are fast. But they can't, I mean, if they do any damage, it is so abysmally low, abysmally, Ugh. so it's so incredibly low <laughs> that uh, it's, it's not useful um, in, uh, you know, clearing out buildings for that carrier to get through. Um, there's trains. Of course, the train is just there to transport things. It's not going to demolish anything. But on some levels, you may have to carry your ramdozer, you know, across the level to get to the next part because there's a giant bridge there. Well, you can't go across that because, well, well, oh, sorry, it's not a bridge. It's a train bridge. There's a giant river that is going over. So something like that. Yeah, that's what the train is for. There's barges, which is the same sort of thing as the train. Instead of on a train track, it's just in a canal. So you go from A to B with this thing. Uh, and then there's cranes as well. So for instance, uh, you may have um, you your your vehicle will be on one side of a bridge or not a bridge, sorry, train tracks or a river. And you have to park yourself on the crane. And then you actually get out and walk around on foot. It's how you change your vehicles if needed. Um, so you get out, go into the crane, you lift it up, you move it to the other place, you lower it, you get out, you get over there, and then carry on. Um, now, again, when you're doing all this, the main levels, and I'll get to that in a few minutes, um, is that there's these nukes and there's they're just driving. So there's always an inherent timer and it's a little stressful because you can see it. If you drive into the nukes, they blow up. If they hit something, they blow up. So if, even if you let's say change vehicles and you leave the ramdozer there, for instance, you go into the backlash and continue on. If that's in the way, it hits it, and I mean that happened several times with other things, TNT boxes, um where I'm just like, oh, really? Come on, man. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, so. Uh, Yeah, so you go into the different levels, or sorry, not levels, you go into the different vehicles, whether it's the car, the bulldozer, the skyfall, whatever it may be, you can kind of, you know, go in and out of them. So let's talk a little bit about the levels. Um, So as I had mentioned, I guess there's kind of two types of levels, let's call it. There's the carrier levels, which is the main sort of objective levels of the game, and then there are time trial levels. And... uh, I, when I looked it up, time travel levels is, to me, a weird way to put it because they're not all um, about speediness kind of thing. Um, so we'll start with the get Carrier levels. That's the main objective. That's the one where the nukes are on the truck and they're making their way, you know, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock style towards everything. Clear out the way. That's your main objective. You get that done then you can actually enter the level again after because there are several secondary objectives that you can do. Um, so we'll go through them. Is the, All the buildings destroyed, pretty straightforward. Uh, free anyone trapped inside buildings. Well, if you destroy all the buildings, you free everyone trapped inside. Uh, not every building has people in it. So you could actually free everyone trapped inside buildings before destroying all the buildings. Like if you have 20 buildings, only six of them have people. Well, if you destroy those six, you still have 14 left. there you go Um, and this one I could not really figure out what these things are but it's collect all RDUs which stands for radiation dispersal units again I don't know what that means Um, we know that the game's story I say say that with this time, Laura Um, We know the story is about that, you know, these nukes, they're on their way to be disposed, there's a radiation leak, and then it triggers its sort of, you know, just head towards the uh, uh, destruction, demolition site, whatever it is. Um, So I don't really know what these RDUs are. Maybe they're replaced because there's radiation being left behind, so these towns aren't covered in radiation, even though I'm demolishing them, I don't know. Either way, I think there's like a hundred of them per level. And you just walk up to them, and you go, "Wong, Wong, Wong," they light up, and then there you go. Um, so as I said, you can maybe, maybe not all levels, I and mean, maybe if you're good enough, you can do everything. So destroy all the buildings, free everyone trapped inside the buildings, collect all the RDU's, while also doing that on that first through. Um, when we get to the speed run sections, I'm sure when the guys do the hundred um, percent, that's what they're gonna try and aim to do because the less time going into a level again. Um, obviously is ideal, right? So, as uh, I said, main objective, clearing the path, secondary objective, those three things. And then, um, you'll also get those time trial levels, which as I said, I don't know if uh, I personally don't think that's the greatest name for them because, and I'll tell you, why, I'll tell you why. Um, sometimes they're races. Well, that makes sense. It's a time trial level, four laps around a little racetrack in your, uh, you know, your A-team van that you get, right? You choose the vehicle. Um sometimes you just have to demolish certain buildings or collect all the RDUs. Um and that one, you know what? I when I looked it up, I could not clearly see, but I bet you part of the reason why they're called time trial levels, is that when you wanna go demolish certain buildings or collect all the RDUs, it's within a certain time frame. You know what? That makes sense, doesn't it? Right? Otherwise, Um, it's kind of just the same, but without the threat of the nuke. So actually, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know what? We figured it out. We got there. Um, the time trial levels I did find, though. (laughs) And again, I'll be honest, I did not play through a huge chunk of this game this time around. Um, I kind of just, I wanted to play it more, and I'll get into this later in that time commitment section, but I just, uh... I was not too keen on just grinding the levels and pushing through really hard, uh, just for the sake of it. Um, Again, I'll explain that later, but um, this one, and I remember doing this way, way back um, on the game when I had it originally, uh, or played it originally, sorry. You can unlock levels set on the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Neptune. It's really strange. Again, the story kind of goes even more off the rails somehow. (laughs) Um, so on the time trial levels, you can earn bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Now, platinum apparently is, like, the ultra-hard. Like, they are very, very difficult. I vaguely remember probably doing, like, one or two back in the day. Um, I... Uh, yeah, that would be tough to get through and to grind that kind of thing for sure. Now let's talk about the music. Um, so being that this is a rare game... And not, I'm not saying Rare is unusual, but the, the developer is Rare. Rare, Rare, Rare? It doesn't matter. Um, so, a Rare game back on the N64. Um, the music is awesome. Uh, they did such a good job, in, and Super Nintendo, like Donkey Kong Country. That was a Rare game. Um, so, the music composer for uh, this game is Graham Norgate. Um, and, uh, I did take a look, and he actually did compose music on a couple other really great, um, games, uh, with, with great games with, uh, great soundtracks, uh, such as Killer Instinct, GoldenEye 007, hello, and, uh, Jet Force Gemini, which was known for its music. So, it's that, that classic, rare music, um, and it really does... It suits the game really well, and it's, um i just don't really know how to put it other than it's just rare it, it is very very rare <laughs> so uh on to the tracks uh, specifically um so as you heard at the beginning of the episode that's the um the intro music as soon as you turn on the game once you get past the logos boom that's the music uh the next one we will uh, be taking a listen to is time to get moving Um, On the previous episodes of the podcast, I feel the last couple, we've been loving this menu music, and this is no exception. Um, This is a song, it's fun, it's upbeat, and it's when you're selecting a level. Super simple, right? Um, Another one that I really like, which is pretty much the one that I always think of, it's called Destruction Hoedown. Uh, this one as I said whenever I think of Blast corpse this is the song it uh, gets jammed into my head for the rest of the day and I am okay with that I hum it I sing it I whistle it um, it's just I it's it's always there uh, our third song is bombs away this one a little bit of a different uh, you know change up to destruction hold down it's a much more relaxed smooth peaceful song. Um, it seems to be paired with the J-Bomb, uh, which is that jetpack uh, robot guy, for the flying levels, so it's it kind of goes hand in hand. It almost reminds me a little bit of Pilot Wing 64, the hang glider theme in that sense, just relaxed, calm, cool, so on. Uh, and then the OC Remix this time around is not an OC Remix at all. Um, it's actually a... Uh, it is still a remix, just not OC Remix. Um, it's a remix by an artist of the name of Sky Martial Arts. It's called Blast Corps. Duh. And um, it is. Uh, it has been on my playlist for over a decade for sure. Um, I was looking through the listings and uh, Sky Martial Arts has some really, really cool... Uh, good video game remixes. Highly recommend you check out at least their YouTube channel. I know they're on Spotify for sure. Um, But yeah, really, really great music. And it is a mix of several different songs. And if you get to the end of the song, there's a little bit of a uh, a bear and bird teaser in there. So highly recommend listening through that song. That'll be in the links in the uh, description as well. Alrighty, so um the time commitment. Now, this is where things get a little bit eh, tricky, icky, iffy, something like that. Uh, the game's hard. Ain't no doubt about it. Um, I specifically find it hard. Um, it feels like a game you kind of have to grind. Like I, as I said earlier, I was playing it again for, you know, getting a bit of a refresher for this episode. And I, while I was enjoying it, I think I stopped on the 8th or 10th time trying a specific level. And it wasn't even... I know it wasn't one of the harder levels. I didn't get that far into it, to be honest with you. I probably put an hour and a half to two hours into it. Um, we'll get on to how long to beat in a few minutes here. But um, yeah, it takes longer than that. I wasn't near the end of the game, let's put it that way. Um, it, it's kind of a love-hate. I love it because it is fun. It's got a really fun, weird story. The gameplay is... I don't even know of other gameplay that's like this. Other than something like Rampage, which is where your monster's fighting and bashing things. I'm pretty sure. I shouldn't actually say that without knowing for sure. Um, uh, But I don't know of any other game where you are demolishing buildings with all sorts of vehicles to let a nuke through or even anything close to that. So it is super unique in that sense. But again, that's the love part of it. The hate part is that it is very, very difficult. Um, but it's it's kind of like, you know, get good difficult. Like if you practice it, you'll get good enough. Um, and again, that's where the whole Time commitment, as I say, as a parent playing this, I do have that limited amount of time. Do I want to spend half an hour on one level? No, not really. Um, it, it isn't, uh, it's something that I could see myself going back to every now and then, um, but that is also challenging because I'm playing on the N64. As I said, my desk is a mess right now just because it's still hooked up. There's wires everywhere because I it's not normally sitting here now if i had a you know um an area where i had the ability to leave it hooked up at all times i mean that would be much nicer i would have it nice neat tidy but i don't (laughs) i have a shelf off to my side with a whole bunch of my consoles mainly for display purposes and i pulled it out hooked up uh uh, with all the cables and it works don't get me wrong but um yeah not the easiest to just leave out and just i'll just play for an hour here or there kind of thing um so as I said, I the love hate. I love it because it's fun. Hate is too strong. I love and um, dislike sometimes is <laughs> um, because it is challenging, and it's a good and bad thing, right? Um, it does have really good replayability. Um, I th- I think because a couple things. One, um, yeah, you can play through the levels, um, those carrier levels, and that's it. That's the main story. Get through it. You're done. Now, if you want to go back and you want to do um, the time trials or get all the RDUs, get all the destruction of all the buildings, find the secrets, right? There are some secret levels in there too, right? To get all that, well, yeah, you can go back through and get it. And of course, this is a really, really good game for the category or certain category uh, for candidate, I should say, for speedrunning, running, um, because again, it is consistent. There's no, I don't think, any real RNG on where things are. Uh, when you get into the level, you start with the same vehicle as always uh, in that level. The, the carrier's on the same path. The buildings are in the same location. So there's n- you can grind it and practice it to get better and better and better and better. And then that's your replayability. But again, that kind of replayability isn't for everyone. Um, right. Like I, I like the spice of life, you know, I don't like being stuck into, well, I shouldn't say stuck. I don't like, uh, focusing on one game all the time. And funny enough, the one game that is kind of like that for me is super Metroid randomizers, right? As I said before, earlier in the beginning, uh, the math randomizers, they just suck me in and I play those for hours and hours. And then I, you know, I'm like, Oh, I should probably well, probably I should want more I want to play something different, right? I want to try something new or, you know, Final Fantasy 16. I want to play that when it comes out, right? Um, So, yeah, the replayability is there based on collecting everything. And then, of course, also, you know, doing it faster, if so inclined. Um, On that how long to beat, uh, the time frame of this one, Uh, actually pretty decent, especially for an N64 game. I always feel like they were fairly short, a good chunk of them. Uh, This one's 8.5 hours for the main story, and then completion is 15 hours. I want to say that, I mean, again, because I didn't play through it uh, on the main story recently, it was many, many years ago, I want to say that it probably took me quite a lot longer than 8.5 hours to do the main story. Um, But again, it's hard for me to remember that. I know I didn't do Completionist. I know I didn't get all the items and all the RDUs and all the secrets because, well, I just know I didn't do that back then. So I I would say myself, I could see myself doing 10 to 12 hours on the main story and then Completionist, uh, I, I have no clue. <laughs> because I've never done it, so I couldn't tell you, so... On the speedrun side of things, we'll flip her around. Uh, We got two here, and any percent and hundred percent. There's not a huge variety on this one, Um, it just changes mainly based on the platform that you're playing. Um, So, any percent, hundred percent, and 64 US and 64 Japan, and then Xbox One, uh, because this game is part of the Rare Replay, uh, which came out a couple years back. Uh, well, probably more than that now, probably almost 10 years ago, uh, where it was a collection of a bunch of rare games because now Microsoft owns rare. So they kind of released them all and to high praise. There was uh, this on there, things like Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, and a bunch of others. We're not talking about very Replay. But uh, for this one, the Any Percent, I focused on the N64 versions because that's the one I played. So, um, Any% percent is uh, by uh, someone with the name of Grav, did in 24 minutes, 34 seconds. Um, the next one was only actually four seconds slower. So, actually, pretty close. Um, so, I watched some of this one, and some of the things that I noticed was that when you're in the game, and uh, Any% percent, he's only doing the bare minimum to get to the end of the game, of course, right? Um, so, when you're playing the carrier levels... Uh, the C buttons, you know, you can go left, right to rotate the camera around. You can go up to get zoomed in further. And you can go down to zoom all the way out. And then once you're all the way out, the next level that you go to, it actually zooms fully out and focuses uh, kind of like a bird's eye view on the carrier. So you can do that and kind of see where it's going. It puts it at the bottom right corner and then it says, okay, it's going towards the top left and it kind of just stays with it. Um, one thing I noticed right away is... As Grav was destroying buildings, um, as soon as he would start hitting them and has that path, he would zoom all the way out, press down on the C button to go to the missile, which was uh, it didn't have the view of the building he was demolishing. So that helped with lag. It doesn't lag that much, but as we all know, speed runs those milliseconds counts, all those frames count. So if you can reduce the amount of lag as much as possible. That's going to make a bit difference, and he was doing constantly at least through the first few levels. Uh, every time he went to go hit something, he would zoom out. It would go through, and he—you can hear it. He would know because obviously he's been practicing a lot, been doing this a lot. So that's a way to kind of yeah reduce the lag and you know just improve the uh, your end time, your real time on the game. Um, he did do a couple out of bounds tricks. He clipped through a bridge and kind of got across a level really quick um, for a reason. I, again, I don't know exactly sure. <laughs> that's one of the things is that's always tricky with uh, a lot of speedruns. Um, if it isn't, someone who is very uh, talkative, let's say, um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't have the volume on even when I was watching Grabs. I just had it kind of just on, and I was watching it, not listening. Um, when someone doesn't explain why they're doing this, why they're doing that, it makes it be like, what does that do, or why did you do that? Um, so again, don't know why he did it, but I mean, obviously it's important to do. Otherwise, why would he do it? And then, <laughs> the the skills on backlash, I am envious of those skills. Man is like, just drifting through everything like it was the Ramdozer. He just drove right through it, barely made a mistake. And I'm lucky to even get through a level with that. So, yeah. Um, now on the flip side of that, so Any% percent, 2434, 100%, also by Grav, was 1 hour 3247, which makes sense. A lot of games to go from the Any% percent to 100%, it's not that much longer, because um, you just have to go through the game in the first place anyway, but this game, because there's so many extra levels that you would actually have to get, and you know what, I didn't... Uh, Oh, let's take a quick look. I don't know what the actual, um, uh, not necessarily rules are, but uh, the requirements for it. So uh, collect all platinum medals. Holy crap! That yeah, that's that's beefy. Yeah, yeah. Because again, like you in in the games, there's you can find the secrets. Um, eh secret uh what's the word uh, like the cars you know discover them to use i wasn't sure if the 100 percent included that like finding everything or i guess yeah just in this case it's the uh, just the platinum metals which as i said are brutally difficult kind of things so um yeah i'm just looking at the uh excuse me i'm just looking at the the rules like it doesn't even allow emulators um so that is actually quite interesting that it doesn't I mean I think it's because the emulation is just so poor that uh, it's not really um, it's not worth it. it would be pointless to do it on an emulator kind of thing. Um, also, I just realized I never noticed this stat before. So for Blast corps, there's 29 players, 237 runs uh, for a total of 99 hours, 21 minutes and 23 seconds of total run time. Um, There's only three active players. Like, for an example, on the 100%, Grav is at 132.47. The next one is Peach, is at 139.48. Grav did theirs back in 2018. The one prior to that was 2012. That's a very long time ago. And there's nothing that was within a year. Um, Yeah, the last one was November of 2021. Sorry, I'm kind of going off uh, track a little bit, but I'm really curious. So, Super Metroid, my favorite speed running game okay i just wanted to see the stats so there's 1,735 players 12,100 runs i don't know what booster boosters are but the total runtime is 16,500 hours that is wild so yeah so that's a um fun little thing and oh sorry again very distracted very off topic Oats and Goats which is one of my favorite streamers he just did a 40 minute 40 second on any percent one second behind the world record he did that today I might watch that later on today so I'm gonna I'm gonna load that up and uh, save that for later (laughs) anyway as I said back to blast corpse so the speed runs on this one was really cool um the way grav again it's always so cool seeing the skill that people have on it um so yeah seeing his skill was again really really cool um yeah so again i it's here's the thing i would love to play more of the game and seeing that it's almost like well maybe i can follow some guides learn how to do backlash better um but i don't know it's tricky. I wanna play more of it, but as I said, there's there's many other games that I think I would want to put kinda, of, you know, a, a little bit higher on my priority list for the, the games that I can play with how much time I can play them. I just wanna quickly mention a little bit of behind the scenes on the PPVG podcast, is that between my categories I generally have a bit of a pause, I you know, maybe take a drink or whatever it may be, do a little adjustment here or there, and For this episode, as I mentioned in the music, um, the songs that I've chosen, every single time I have paused, I've been whistling or humming bombs away. (laughs) So, as I said, the music's great, and it really gets stuck in there. So, I just wanted to mention that before we go on to our next category, which is the kiddable section. Um, So, as I had mentioned, it's a challenging game. It's a hard game. Makes it a bit tricky, because... It makes it a harder sort of uh, game to get into a more rewarding game when you get better at it. Um, However, it's kind of a one hand or the other kind of thing. Like, it's hard, but you can, you know, get good. Practice makes perfect. You can do that with it. This is a very um, skill-based game. As I said, there's no randomization. I I mean, I say that and I keep thinking about it and I can't think of anywhere where there's randomization. Um, So, as I said, it it is consistent. And I think that's a great option for a game um, when you want to get better at it. If it was random or if things were weird or whatever it may be. Um, the being consistent means that you can pick it up and play it. And it's the same every single time. So that helps when you want to grind it and make, you know, get better, but you need to grind it and get better a lot. So, uh, again, from the parent side of things, the time commitment that makes it more challenging to be able to, you know, sink that much time into it. However, from a kid, well, they probably have more time than me. I hope. I really hope. That would be horrible if a kid didn't have more time than me. Um, <laughs> so, one thing. If you're playing with your little one, you know, your little little dude a little lady kind of thing, do um, a couple ways you can play it, right? There isn't any... You know, there's no multiplayer on this one at all. It's a purely single-player game. And uh, what you can do, though, is that, you know, if uh, my boy is saying, you know, I really... <laughs> Of course, I don't like these backlash levels, Dad. Can you help me? Like, yeah, sure, son. Of course I can help you. <laughs> you can't get away from the backlash, of backlash. <laughs> so, um, yeah, again, like if if uh, he or she doesn't like certain levels because of that vehicle, oh well, that's kind of easy enough. Um, and the nice thing is, is that let's say you've played through it. One of the downsides is on this game. You can only have one save. So when I loaded up a cartridge and I popped it in, I loaded up and I had all the levels unlocked because I'd beaten the game. Well, I'm like, well, I don't want to really do that. Well, you can erase that save, the one save, by holding the start button while starting it. As cool as that is, it means that I obviously lost all my progress previously and now I have very little because I'm not putting that much effort into it now. Um, But if you as a parent decide, hey, I'm going to help him out, We're going to do this backlash level right you do that next time you go into as i had mentioned you're no longer you know quite literally under the nuke of it blowing up you can be a much much more relaxed experience you can take your time with it and you can get better but then if they're like yeah i'm going to you know i'm going to play it myself well they have to the cart has to be erased Um, I mean, if you really, really wanted to, you could probably buy another cartridge, but that's a little excessive, that's that's a bit much. Um, As I had mentioned, it is on the um, Microsoft Rare, or, sorry, Rare Replay, um, which is on Game Pass for Microsoft, so you know you get your subscription to that, you can play it on, uh, I'm I'm not super familiar with Game Pass, I had it a long time ago, um, but I think now you get a certain point of it, you can play games on your PC, Um, I think even if you have the the highest level, you might be able to play games on your phone, like a cloud version of the games. Um, so with that one, I'm sure there's saves on it. Or even if there isn't, at least, you know, you have a different way to play it. So, um, yeah. So again, you can hand off the levels and once you beat it, then they can go back and get more practice, right? With the levels. So a little bit tricky, but that's one way to get past it. Um, the controls, I would not say are hard um they're pretty straightforward um sometimes I get a bit mixed up and it's it's I think a little bit of the mix of the camera angle and then the stick and I feel like modern games with this kind of view would control a little differently because I kept getting thrown off um actually you know what it is is in this game the stick does not control your Um, sort of acceleration deceleration so yeah that's exactly what it is so we'll use ramdozer as an example is that you accelerate with a and you reverse break and reverse with b and then to do the uh you know move um do you press something else what are you i'm trying to remember oh oh actually sorry for um the uh the ramdozer there's no move you just drive into things uh, for side swipe, yeah, you press the, the shoulder button R, that's how you do it. So you accelerate and then break reverse. Um, nowadays, the stick, if you move the stick to the top left, you'd move in that direction, like a twin stick shooter kind of thing. Um, single stick on this controller, but yeah, that's the difference. Um, so, I'm, and now if you were to move the stick in a way, you turn, it's like turning the wheel, so yeah, it threw me off a few times for sure, and I'm sure I caused the nuke to go off because of that, uh, but again, it's not like the controls are bad, they're just a, um, what is the way to say it, kind of like a consequence of their time or something like that, it's just, it's how it was back when the game was released, which I just realized I never told you guys, uh, it was released in 97, so it was uh, 26 years ago now, oh, look at that, March 24th, So, um, yeah, long time ago that it was released, but it was just a, just how it was back then kind of thing. Um, so, oh yeah, uh, because there's that inherent timer of the nuke about to blow up right behind you, it's stressful, right? So, um, again, I make, and I'm sure most people make more mistakes while under stress. So that makes it more challenging for the little one to actually play. But again, as I said, You can beat the level, then it can go back, and then, you know, continue on, get more practice, and just keep trying. Again, because it's a cartridge-based game, one of the coolest things is that if it blows up and you die, you get back in the level so quickly. It just loads up immediately. There's zero loading times, right? Um, So, super handy. Um, And I said it was on Rare Replay on Xbox Game Pass. I don't know if there's any quality of life features, like a save state or rewind, Um, those would be super handy, especially a rewind. If I go to, with Backlash, because I'll keep harping on it, uh, if I go to do a Drift and I just screw it up royally, I'll rewind three, four seconds and I'm right where I was. I just try it again, kind of thing. So, I, again, I don't know if that's on there, but, uh, yeah. Uh, on the other side of this, because the levels are fairly bite-sized, I don't think any level really, um takes more than a minute, minute and a half at the most for a very casual playthrough to play um, most of them are fairly small well you can pick up and play a couple levels you can even die a handful of times on each level um, and then you know play for half an hour and you've got progress, that's the big thing right, you play this big epic RPG and you watch a cutscene for 15-20 minutes kind of thing, story stuff as great as that is, well you're only going to play for 5-10 or 10 minutes and then you stop And you're like, ah. When you're playing a game like that, you want to be able to sit, soak it in, enjoy it, but you don't have the time. This is really nice in that sense. Uh, But on the flip side, once again, we'll go back. Um, Because the N64 version, which is what I played, you have to be tied to a TV, cables everywhere. um, makes it a little more more challenging. Um, But as I said, I think you can use um, a phone with Game Pass and play with a controller. So, again, I'm not 100% sure, but I think you get that option with Game Pass. That would make it more versatile. Um, Even with the sense that if I wanted to just put the console to sleep, well, the N64 doesn't have that function. I have to get to a part, save, and then go. Now, granted, every time you finish a level it does an automatic save um so again it's not like it's you know few and far between Kind of not like old rpgs where you have to get to a save point and that might be half an hour 45 minutes from the previous one uh, you don't want to lose that time all right let's give this bad boy a score we're going to conclude our episode here i i was this is a weird one for me because i like the game I don't want to score it poorly just because it's hard, Um, but uh, hmm. okay, I'll I'll tell you what I wrote down in my notes, and then I'll chew through it. Let's put it that way. Um, I gave it a seven. Seven out of ten. Got a lot of nostalgia. I have a lot of good memories with this. I remember playing this with my brother, going through those hard levels. Without the nostalgia, I say it would dip down to a six or a five. I think that's actually too low. Now I'm kind of, as I've talked through everything here. I think that's too low for this game. So I'm going to revamp, right? I'm going to give it an 8. And if I didn't have the nostalgia, I would give it a 7. I'm just adjusting my notes, updating them. Um, The game's hard, but it's also, again, skill-based. There's no randomization. So while the game is hard, you can get better at it with enough time. And that's fine. There's nothing really wrong with that. Um, The music... That classic rare greatness. Um, super awesome music. I mean, it's so important for me, uh, for a game to have good music. It always just, it enhances the game that much more when the music is good. Um, and it's, it's funny too, because it's actually held up really well. I thought the game looked super fuzzy and slowed down tons. Now again, didn't play super far into it this time around, but, um... And maybe it slows down later on. But I don't think so. Because nothing really changes from the beginning the game to the end. It's just the the puzzle element of, you know, where the buildings are placed and things like that. It's not like there's more buildings on the screen at once. Like, some of these buildings are bigger than the screen size itself. So when you blow them up, you know, the particle effects of the explosions are the same. Whether it's a giant building or a small building kind of thing. So, um no I mean it looks really really good on here and maybe the slowness is just my memories of you know certain games on the N64 and I'm kind of doing a blanket kind of memory of the rest of the N64 game library being the same uh, GoldenEye is the number one one that was the huge amount of slowdowns especially in multiplayer with bombs and all that stuff so um yeah, I, as I said, I think it held up very well. So, yeah, my revamped rating is an 8 out of 10. Uh, I think that's a, a good score. a Good, fair score. And that's going to do it for us on this episode. Um, as always, thank you so much for anyone that's listening out there. Um, I really do uh, love talking about video games. And it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And if anyone gets any, you know, excitement over it, that's great. Oh, that reminds me. I don't know why I didn't think of this until now. I'm glad I did. I created an Instagram account. I'm going to pop that up on the website. I'll put that in the description. Uh, It's just PPVG podcast on Instagram. You should be able to find it if you search for that or search for parent playing video games. Um, The first post is one that I just did today uh, about this episode. Um, Just saying, hey, you know, this episode's coming out. I am incredibly... um, Uh, what's the word, not naive, new, Um, I don't do social media very much, so I I wanted to do this in a way so then I can, um, you know, I, I put in the description, I say on the podcast, hey, if anyone, you know, has any comments, or wants to send me something, or like a message, or whatever, I say, yeah, go ahead and do that, but no one's been able to, because I don't have a medium to do that, so yeah, I decided on Instagram, um so did that did the whole hashtag thing hopefully (laughs) hopefully it makes sense um but yeah it's there and yeah if you want to leave a comment on there i'm going to figure out how to monitor that and uh, make sure that i can uh, you know communicate i think it'll be uh really really fun actually um anyway so yes sorry (laughs) random segue i'm glad i remembered that um so yeah again thank you so much anyone out there that's listening. <laughs> we'll start that over. Um it's been a really fun uh, time chatting about this game and um the N64 I think is a great little console. I'm I'm pretty excited. I have another game on my desk that I uh, I'm very tempted to play um, somewhat soon, maybe, maybe in a couple weeks, maybe after Final Fantasy 16, so probably like 2025 or so, (laughs) um, anyway, so that's there, um, next episode is in two weeks, we will, I guess, see what it's gonna be, as always, (laughs) um, and, uh, the tradition, uh, at PPVG Podcast, PPVG Podcast, um, is our dad joke, um, simply put, How does the man in the moon get his hair cut? Eclipse it. Duh. And with that, I would like to say again, thank you once again. Um, and, And sign it off with the old give someone a hug and go get a hug. Because hugs are great. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.